0: Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lent podcast and Block Talk radio show. Today is a Wednesday, uh, the fourth Wednesday in Lent, March 14th, and I have a lot to go over today. Uh, we have some great things that happened uh, over the weekend. Friday uh, was our uh, second viewing of uh, the DVD uh, uh, by Father Michael Gately. Divine Mercy in the Second Greatest Story Ever Told, and I have to tell you some greatest stories that uh, uh, we had private revelations of those who were praying the uh, Stations on the Cross and came to our uh, presentation and video. And, uh, but before I get to that, I have to acknowledge a comment. And I posted, even though it was, a, I consider it could be a negative comment. And, Basically, uh, I guess he was uh, listening to one of the things about uh, uh, Jesus and the Holy Trinity and uh, different signs that God gives us. And he states, which is, it is true, no, he does not have to believe it. No, as unless uh, uh, I guess any private revelations, uh, we do not have to believe it. But I would think in a world. We're so desperate as now. Is, that's our hope. Uh, God shows us He's here presently. And uh, that, that gets me to a story. So, uh, last Friday, uh, Friday night, uh, we uh, uh, were having our second presentation of the Divine Mercy, second greatest story ever told uh, by Father Michael uh, Gately. And then again, it was after Stations of the Cross. So the hour, uh, Stations of the Cross, ends at seven thirty, and eight o'clock is the time that we're supposed to begin uh, the, the videos. So this uh, Philippine uh, lady uh, says, "Well, she did not want to wait an half hour <laughs> to do nothing. You know, we had food and coffee and water, things like that, but she wasn't there for that." So. Uh, what I did, I played her uh, previous weeks, the first uh, lesson was only 15 minutes long, so I played that for her and any new people, and uh, to my surprise we uh, had a lot of new people who who came, so that was great blessing from God. So later on after she listened to uh, uh, another one of our our lessons that Father Michael Kately did, she had to share uh, her personal uh, story and she said I believe last year, she was uh, uh, visiting in uh, her home country of uh, Philippines, and she saw the Divine Mercy rays. It's like all of a sudden it came out huge, bigger than life, and uh, she saw this, and it was just she was overwhelmed by it. And then, so I guess recently at uh, St. David's Catholic Church in Davie, Florida, she was sitting and uh, praying to uh, Mary. And again, she had this, well, everything around her was like not there. And all of a sudden, Mary came to her, sitting next to her and holding her hand. And uh, so I asked her, uh, because... Do you know what, you know, what prayer you prayed with Mary? And she says she doesn't recall anything. Only that Mary came, sat next to her, and uh, held her hand at, in church. So, uh, of course, afterwards, uh, I immediately gave her uh, my only, my personal copy <laughs> of uh, 33 Days of Morning Glory, Uh consecration to Mary through Jesus and uh, so I went to my book and so that to me that's an amazing story now do you have to believe those stories no of course not this other woman uh uh who's uh, in the Legion of Mary uh, our group at St. David's uh and she took the pictures and I could see if I could find her. and told her forward to me where she would be praying uh, uh, the rosary and Mary and Jesus. And all of a sudden, uh, she had a, what she said had happened before where it's the different colors of a rainbow in her room. And it was just like multi-colors, all of a sudden in her room. And uh, so there is signs God and our Lord and uh, and through Mary is here. So remember when, the, uh, I believe, uh, Father Michael, Michael Gately is stated, God will not be outdone by evil. And when there's great evil, there's also great presence of God. And uh, so, those who believe, you're know, great. If you don't believe, well, you don't know, require to, but let me put this uh, way. I personally feel it's better to believe everything because. God is here, even if it's, I guess you could say it's made up. Or it could be uh, people's delusions They want it to happen. I don't know what the other side would probably say. But, uh, for example, like St. Fascinita, she's a, a, a great saint that is also, I believe, considered a doctor of the church. And she had uh, revelations, God actually talking to her. And so he wrote it down in her diary. And uh, today, I actually like to read one of my, got, you know, I get in the emails with the Daily Revelation for today. is, And it was about confession. So uh, I did that at the men's conference. I had, I had an opportunity to go to confession. And <laughs> funny story. Um, I got there, and I guess the father thought the, he was finished for the day, so he was standing ready to leave, and I said, "Oh, Father, can I come back?" So, I, I picked this since you had a choice—you could sit behind, you know, the little curtain box, or sit in the chair next to him. So, uh, so he apologized for that. I said, "Well, Father, I'm probably never going to see you again." And then he says, "Well, you may see me as, in, in Sunday mass." So I don't know if that's going to happen, <laughs> but I don't have a problem doing it. Uh, sitting next to please and tell him my sins. Because today, which I want to read for you, and uh, let's see if I could, uh, I could find it, um, what was in uh, St. Fascinating. It's about confessions. And it's a uh, diary uh, number 1602 for those who have the book. I downloaded it once and I have to see where I put it. <laughs> but it states here, and as you know, uh, Jesus uh, had talking personally to St. Fascinating. So, it uh, states, this is in her diary. Today, the Lord said to me, Daughter, when you go to confession, this, my fountain of my mercy, the blood and water which came forth from the heat, from the heart, I'm sorry, the heart always flows down upon your soul and embodies it. Every time you go to confession, immerse yourself entirely in my mercy, with great trust, so that I may pour out the bounty of my graces upon your soul. When you approach the confessional, know this, that my, myself, we are waiting for you. I am only hidden. By the priest but i myself act in your soul here is the misery of souls and meets god of mercy tell souls that from the font of my mercy souls draws grace solely with the vessel of trust if there is trust in great there is no limit to my generosity. The torrents of grace inundates humble souls. The proud remain always in poverty and misery because my grace turns away from them to the humble souls. So it's a lot to lot to think about that, and um, I am going to. as uh, Today is the fourth uh, Wednesday in Lent, and I apologize if I haven't been uh, recording uh, uh, most of these from these little books. Draw near to God, uh, but today is an important one uh, for Wednesday, March fourteenth. Finding God. This is this is important. And I guess it was in Isaiah forty nine eighteen, and then John 5.17 and 30 today's gospel reading and uh, second reading. And it states here, I feel I must give the lie to anyone who says I'm looking for God, but I can't find God. Let that person try to do everything in truth free from the demons of pride and suffocating the tendency of egoism let everyone trace of racism be rooted out let everyone welcome as a brother or sister and you will see you will see live love act truth and honor it will be God beyond you When you live and act in honor, God will not come to you because you have become good. God was already there. God has always been coming and always is coming. But now you see God because you have purified your eyes, softened your heart, and stopped down. And it states here, how can I prepare myself to see God already present in my life? And it states here for, uh, about the gospel reading for John, eternal life is our future destiny, a permanent and unending existence in God's presence forever. It is qualifying the differences between natural life from for death that cannot destroy it. It begins now in us, by our associations with Jesus and our participation in God's Holy Spirit. Amen to that. And uh, from the Pausing to Pray Lentil Meditations for Busy People, uh, the fourth Wednesday in Lent, and, oh, today is a great day because it is uh, meditations from Father Michael Gately himself. That's great. And here is a verse fascinating, what she had to say. In the evening, I went in for a long talk with the Lord Jesus. I poured out my heart before him, all my troubles. Fears and apprehensions. And Jesus lovingly listening to me. And said. Be peace my child. I am with you. Her. In a diary this was 1674. And his father Michael. uh, Michael Gately's. uh, Meditations. Dear Jesus. How often I forget to speak to you. Here you are with me all the time. You're in my heart and pervade my being. And your beauty fills the earth. So why do I often forget you? Well, I don't forget me. You don't forget me. You shall hear right now. Thank you for listening. Now I want to listen to you speak your words of peace to my soul. Jesus, I trust in you. Very, very powerful words that we have to listen to Jesus. And uh, we also have today, and uh, I'm going to be doing a rosary, but May not be doing on the air. I have a choice: doing the rosary on the air, or maybe doing some from our 33 days of merciful love, a do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for conservation to divine mercy. And uh, those who want uh, let you know the schedule for our uh, DVD presentation this week. And is going to be uh, St. David's Carnival weekend. So, uh, due to uh, traffic concerns, that uh, you may not find a parking spot, there will be no uh, video of Divine Mercy this Friday. But we will be continuing on the following Friday. So, always welcome after the Stations of the Cross. And so here, uh, day eight, and I, I recorded. Uh, day 7 uh, At the Legion of Mary And Marianne. I will I will uh, post that also So for everyone to hear But it has it here before This is This week is a, a new week And it's consecrating on uh, Itself to uh, Little Sister Of Saint Teresa The Little Flower And that she's kindness Of my heart because she is one of the first saints to show me for her sign with the little flowers that she was here with us and with me. And it states here, and uh, partly uh, what's good about these videos that we're learning is about chances and I you know, I, never, I knew the, the effects of it, you know, where uh, every little sin goes, every little sin you're going to hell, type of situation. It's all mortal sense. Thinking wrong, you could be thinking and you're going to be going to hell. So, uh, I did the Second Vatican Council. I kind of like changed that, I believe. But, so I had a little bit of both. So, I understand how uh, 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 St. Teresa, in her childhood, her mother was very much a Jansenism. And so, she really was affected by, by that. So, let's see what she has to say. So it states here: the last week we covered the biblical functions of Saint Teresa's teaching on trust, which, as you learn, is called the little way. This little way bears striking similarities to Abraham's and Mary's faith. The essence of which is to believe that what is spoken by the Lord will be fulfilled. In fact, this, this young woman from a uh, friend's town of Lexington, who died in 1897, well before the 25th birthday, lived a quiet and sheltered childhood among a uh, darling sisters and then a quiet, sheltered adolescence, and a, a close to a none, nun. Some say those are very similar sisters that woman after Abraham and Mary is perhaps the church's greatest example of faith and hope against hope thus St. Teresa truly merits both the blessings of Elizabeth blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord will be fulfilled Blessed are you among women, of course, we have added after Mary. But how can this be? How can such a seemingly unimportant woman be so amazingly blessed? It can be because God's ways are not our ways. And he delights in lifting up the lowly and making them the greatest. From the littlest. And perhaps no sinner is more lowly and little than Therese of Lex. Day eight. None more lonely. I just said that perhaps no one among the sinful humanity is more lowly than Therese. Of course that may be hard to believe. After all, St. Pius X called her the greatest saint among times. In 1997, she became the only 33rd doctor of the church. So, sure, God lives up to her lowly, but is she really that lowly? Well, considering the following. First, Therese Martin grew up in a French that was deeply affected by Germanism heresy, a heresy that teaches a joyless moral rigorism and emphasizing the fear of justice and punishment and severity, and judgment and condemnation it proclaimed not that the God's good news of God's mercy for sinners but its own bad news of God's consuming wrath whatever it is to commit the slightest infraction against what he sees as many oppressing rules it teaches that a few are saved and that you have to be perfect to go to Jesus and that you must earn his love especially multiplying great works and painful sacrifices. Now, Teresa was deeply affected by Jainism during her younger years. Perhaps an influence came through her mother, whose old mother was severely Janismistic, Jan- so and used to hound her poor daughter with the litany of that is a sin, that is a sin, and that is a sin. But leaving aside the question exactly how Teresa felt on the Jasmine influence, we can say this much. It affected her at a very young age. For instance, as a child, whenever she made some mistake or did something wrong, even without meaning to, she'd be filled with anxiety and ask for a pardon which would never end. Her mother relates. We tell her she was forgiven, but in vain. She goes on crying just the same. She sees effect affect on Therese in her later childhood as well. For instance, in preparation for her first Holy Communion at age 10, she made and recorded 1949 sacrifices in 2773 Short Prayers Thankful Jesus himself later taught her, as he put it, not to carry out my axe. Much worse, though, was the her painful bout with scruples, which often goes along with Jancis' thinking. Teresa's battles with scruples begins during retreat in preparation for our first Holy Communion. A retreat that was led by a very severe priest. She remembers the the experience that follows. What the priest told us was frightening. He spoke about mortal sin. He described the soul and the state of sin and how much God hated it. Thankfully, Teresa could be confident in her Dear sister Maria, whatever she was tempted to think God had rejected her, but Maria's words only brought out temperate comfort and Teresa's scarperous, followed by even into the Carmelite, also called Carmel. In fact, her sister Pauline, Mother Angus, wrote, the fear of offending God poison Teresa's existence at the beginning of her religious life. Jazzism poisoned Teresa's early religious life not only by creating in her existence of fear of offending God, but also by causing her to develop an unhealthy preoccupation with suffering. This becomes clear through her letters of time, for instance, this is one example among many we read. Holiness does not consist of saying pretty things, not even thinking or feeling them. It consists of suffering, suffering from everything. Holiness, one must conquer, and at the soul's point. one must suffer, one must agonize. Now, apart from the influence of generism, truth, lowliness. It's also a result of her simple being as a very fragile and broken little girl, having lost her biological mother to cancer at age 3 and adopted mother to Carmel at age 9. She became an emotional mess who would cry at the slightest provocation. In fact, and the other, uh, others used to say to her, you cry so much, dear. During your childhood, you no longer have tears to shed later on. Her oversensitivity wouldn't be healed until she received the grace of her Christmas conversion at age 14. Because Teresa's deep emotional fragility, which led to the debilitating psychological breakdown at age 10, her sister's shattered her and darted on her so so much she became socially awkward and an outcast and lonely when she finally started going to school. In fact, the other school kids bullied her and made fun of this little girl who didn't know how to join in their games. They couldn't even climb or couldn't even comb her own hair. In the midst of her extreme loneliness and sensitivity. Teresa deeply longed to be loved. In fact, hers was so great and belonging that she admitted giving opportunity. She basically would have thrown herself in the arms of the first creature who came along. As she puts it, was the heart such as mine, I would have allowed myself to be taken and my wings to be clipped. I know without him I could have so low as Saint Mary Magdalene thanks to be God that the Lord showed amazing mercy on this little soul by actually preserving her ahead of time from a life of grace a life of grave sin by removing obstacles that would have caused her to fall now Therese was painfully aware of all the weaknesses just described or more. So don't even try to tell her that she not a little soul. Where you to say that she probably looked in the eyes and responded it all seriously. My friend, there's nothing more lovely than I. Today's prayer Come, O Holy Spirit. Fire our mercy. Help me to recognize my own loneliness and to rejoice in God's mercy. Amen. And God bless you all. And have a great day. And those in the neighborhood, please join us at uh, our carnival <laughs> of uh, St. David's uh, in Davie, Florida, this coming weekend. I believe it uh, starts Thursday night I know it's Friday Saturday and Sunday so God bless you all and remember uh, we will continue our uh, DVD uh, lessons from Father Michael Gately the following Friday okay and that will will begin after Stations of the Cross at St. David's Catholic Church in Davy Florida University and Griffin Road. Thank you and God bless you all